0: And now, Truckers Radio USA presents...
1: Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Where are their pants?
0: The Derrieres.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: The Derrieres. Two amazing brothers boldly exploring the universe of music in the Americana
0: Roadshow. The Derriers are Kansas City's dubious backup specialists. Elvis had the Jordanaires. These are the Derriers. Rhythm guitar, bass and harmony vocals. Please welcome Leo and Roger Iltz, The Derriers. Welcome to the Americana Roadshow right here on Truckers Radio USA. I'm Roger Iles. I'm Leo Iles. And we are
3: the the Derriers. We're just cruising up and down the highways of America, pulling wonderful music out of the ditches. Yes, we are. And putting it right here on our show. And we'd like to
0: start out the show by uh, giving a brief definition of Americana music. uh, It seems appropriate, yes. There there are a lot of definitions, but uh, the way we look at it is it's music with a distinctive
3: American roots. Exactly. And since it's our definition, we can fudge it a little bit, yeah, once A little or bit. One. But it's if it has americana to it, that's us. It's pretty wide, you know. It could be country. It could be. Uh, it could be classical. It could be rockabilly. It could be swing. It could
0: be rhythm and blues. It could be jazz. It could be bluegrass. Rock and roll. Um. Um. Folk. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. Okay, period. (laughs) Period. End of story. (laughs) And the format of the show is that uh, each of us shows up every week with a fistful of tunes that we have not disclosed to the other. Correct. And uh, we disclose them as we go, and uh, we swap off. And I started last week, so Leo, I believe you get to start off this week's show.
3: Well, last time we did a show, you featured um, an instrumental tune uh, from Leo Kaki. Sure did. Right, just recently here. Mm-hmm. And, and you are playing a 12-string guitar. Yep. Okay, so you own 12-string guitars, so do I. Mm-hmm. We adopted them very early. Uh-huh. I, I got one right after I graduated from high school, and you got yours shortly after thereafter. Um, I bought mine
0: at the Gibson's Discount Center in uh, Great Bend, Kansas. <laughs> well, there you go. It was a checkmate. It
3: was a checkmate. <laughs> okay, so that brings up the whole subject. The one thing about... Um, uh, 12-string guitars is that they are notoriously hard to tune. Yep. I mean, you got to fuss with them all the time. And so with Leo Kotke, you know, just wailing away on that 12-string, I've always been amazed how much he kept it in tune, you know? True. And we've seen other entertainers along the way uh, play 12-string guitars. So knowing the difficulty factor... Imagine how hard it must be to uh, have a song that features two 12 string guitars in it.
0: <laughs> okay? It's extemporaneously uh, harder. So, so I,
3: I remembered the right a song. Word, probably, but, well, but exponentially. Exponentially, there you go. Yes. Just going to compound <laughs> the difficulty factor there. Yes. So I went back and I said, there's a song that's been digging at the back of my brain. And I went back and I checked it out. You, do you remember a band called the Rooftop Singers? Yes. They had a song called Walk Right In, Sit Right Down. You bet. Okay. That song, now listen, the band, the Rooftop Singers, was put together specifically to do that song. Oh, wow. And, and it was a, it's a redoing of old. The, the band was put together in 1962, but it was a, a redo of a song that was actually written back in the 20s. All right. So they had a huge hit with it. I mean, among other things, uh, the it uh, was the most successful single ever produced by Vanguard Records. Gee whiz! Among other things. Wow! Just a little trio, a little folk trio. Anyway, so I thought, well, I have to go back and listen to that song again. So I thought there'd be a good way to kick off the 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 day. Here it's it's a fun tune. It's got a lot of energy. Yeah. And it's from 1962. The Rooftop Singers doing "Walk Right In." <laughs> That's just fun. Uh, That's a real fun thing. It's uh, interesting. That that lady uh, that was singing the lead there, Mm -hmm. Unison singing a lot of Unison. Her name was Lynn Taylor, and she was Mm -hmm. born in 1936. So it kind of puts a date line on this kind of thing. But yeah, what a great tune. I enjoyed it a lot. That's a great pick. Well, I believe it's on you. Yeah. So we're going to stake kind of
0: in that same era. Uh, and we're going to go with a band uh, called The Ventures.
3: The Vin- We love The Ventures. We love The
0: Ventures. Uh, they were formed in 1958 in Tacoma, Washington. I always figured they were West Coast, but yeah, I figured yeah. California. Yeah. Um, but uh, they helped to popularize the electric guitar in the United States and really across the world during the 60s. To this day, Um, they are the most popular American rock group in Japan. In Japan. To this day, which is the world's second largest record market, the often quoted statistic is that the Ventures outsold the Beatles two to one in Japan. (laughs) Now, And it's interesting. Wow. Why? Why, you ask? Did you ask why, Leo? I didn't ask why, but I will. Why? Uh, Well, they say they became one of the most popular groups worldwide, thanks in large part to their instrumental approach. There were no language barriers. I was going to say, no
3: language barriers. Isn't that
0: interesting? Wow. So I've kind of looked at the band as, you know, uh, kind of a lot of that surf music and yep. stuff. Yeah, like Dick Dale kind of style. Yeah. They were precursors to that, actually. Huh. And they never really considered themselves a surf band. Wow. Uh, and interestingly enough, too, I don't think they really had that many original tunes.
3: Do you think they did mostly cover stuff? They
0: mostly cover stuff. I was looking through a list of their albums, yeah. and there's uh, uh, the Ventures do uh, songs of Jim Croce. Uh-huh. Ventures do country classics, uh, you know, so uh, I, I really couldn't figure it out. I but, don't think uh, the
3: Ventures have ever done, ever done the Derriere's. Not yet. Not yet. But they're
0: still out it there. It could happen. It <laughs> could be. But anyway, uh, I, I, you know what? I figured if we're going to feature a Ventures tune, let's just do a popular one. Let's do pipeline.
3: Faded to the left. Yeah. Oh, man. That was a great, that's a great band. You know, those guys also
0: pioneered a lot of those effects, you know, that they that they did, you know, the guitar. Yeah, piece yeah, yeah, things. yeah. So, yeah. Wow. It's a
3: pretty cool history there. It really is. Okay, Leo, back to you. I'm going to feature um, a gal. Her name, I want to tell you what her name was. Her name was Maria Grazia Rosa Dominicia Diamato. Wow. And she was born in Greenwich Village in New York City. Okay. And uh, she attended 100 College um, High School. I mean, this gal, well, I'll tell you who I'm talking about. Her name is Maria Mulder. Oh, wow. You remember Maria Mulder? Sure. All right. Now, she had quite a history because uh, she came out of Greenwich Village, uh, the folk scene of the 60s there. And she performed a lot with people like John Sebastian, David Grissman, uh, Stephen Grossman And uh, they had a band called the Even Dozen Jug Band. Wow, And I'm going to bring some more of that kind of uh, genealogy back into it a little later here in this program. But anyway, she joined uh, with Jim Queskin and the Jug Band and was a featured vocalist and occasional violinist with that band. Uh, and that scene also included Bob Dylan. And some of her recollections of the period, particularly uh, with respect to Bob Dylan, appear and um, Martin Scorsese's 2005 documentary film, No Direction Home, which if you haven't seen it, it's a really good documentary. You ought to check it out. Awesome. Anyway, she got married uh, to a guy whose last name was Mulder. His name was Jeff Mulder. Okay. We'll touch on this a little bit, but I thought I'd, I'd play one of her songs that really got my attention when she first came out and why I've followed it ever since. It's called Midnight at the Oasis. That's a sweet sound. It's a sweet sound. Yeah, yeah. Uh, back to you. Well, I'm not going to continue with that. You've got a look on y- in your face right now. I do. The audience <laughs> cannot see your face, but I yeah. can. It's kind of scary, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I'd like to be elsewhere. But go ahead. What do you got in your well, mind? Well,
0: you know, we like to feature local bands. Yes. And uh, I got to tell you, this band is one of my favorite all-time bands ever. And they're a lo- local band from Lawrence, Kansas. Yeah. It's the Alfred Packer Memorial String oh. Band the alfred packer band <laughs> they, they're they're just awesome they are so much fun and they're and they're great instrumentalists and and they sync together so well
3: and they're and they're all slightly nuts
0: well they describe themselves they say that they five multi-instrumentalists dressed in old-time costumes singing and playing fiddle banjos, guitars mandolin hammer dulcimer accordion bass and creative percussion um, Steve Mason once told me one time they flew somewhere, and, and they also, you know, they dress in old times, so sure, they have yeah. firearms, you know, which are replicas I would imagine, maybe not. Maybe not. But uh, they flew somewhere for a festival, and they had more trouble with security with the banjo than they did with all their guns. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is probably 30
3: oh, years ago. Oh, man, that's perfect. But
0: I loved it. So, obviously, they're named, uh, you know, after... Alfred Packer, and if you don't know that story, you can look yeah, it up. Yeah, look it up. Uh, uh, but uh, but anyway, they're, they're just delightful, and uh, this is off their album Pie. They do a lot of science-oriented songs, right? Which is kind of a whole other genre. And I've got some of those other kind of hanging out that we'll look at someday because they're they're pretty cool. Um, and and uh, one of the guys in the band, which is uh, Matt Kirby, is very good at these. And uh, by the way, uh, it's. Uh, Uh, Laura Lynn Bodle, Matt Kirby, Steve Mason, Mike Yoder, and Noah Musser. And this is one called The Elements.
4: Matt, can you sing a science song about everything?
5: Everything? Everything. Why, as a matter of fact, I can. (laughs) Okay, a song about everything. Everything in the universe. This is the very table of the modern major elements composing everything from toilet seats to shoes and elephants. And if a universe I'm making, I'd put some in the bacon. And these would be the items on my li- list. There's antimony, arsenic, aluminum, selenium, and hydrogen and oxygen, and nitrogen and rhenium, and nickel, neodymium, neptunium, germanium, and iron, americium, and medium. Lanthanum, and osmium and astatine and radium, gold, protactinium, and indium and gallium, and iodine and thorium and thulium and thallium. There's yttrium, yttervium, actinium, rubidium, and boron, gadolinium, niobium, iridium, and strontium and silicon, and silver, and samarium, and, lithium, and lithium, lithium, beryllium, and barium. That's the undertaking industry's favorite element, barium. Every time I sing this song, my friends tell me to go get a half-life. That's kind of for the science teachers out there. Actually, this is the second half, the half that the voters of Kansas are going to decide upon. There's homium and helium and hafnium and erbium and phosphorus and francium and fluorine and terbium and manganese and ricarium, leaven and magnesium, prosium and scandium and cerium and cesium, lead, periodium and platinum, plutonium, palladium, promethium, potassium, polonium, tantalum, magnesium, titanium, tellurium, and cadmium and calcium and chromium and curium for californium and fermium berkelium and also Mendelevium, eistanium nobelium and argon cardanian radon tinon zinc and rhodium and chlorine carbon carbon and sodium these are the only ones of which the uses fit this song they've discovered several others but they don't last very long <laughs> oh
6: yeah
3: oh <laughs> yeah that's a great band man I remember They're- seeing them down in Winfield and they're yeah. too much fun.
0: Uh, if, they're, if they ever show up in your neighborhood, don't miss them. Don't That's miss great. them. Great. Hey, I think we're out of time for this segment. I think we are. I think we need to uh, go out and police the area again. And uh, We always clean up before we leave. That's the way you do it. And tomorrow's the day. That's the day we've got to get out of here. Get so uh, But we'll be back. Uh, this is the Americana Roadshow here on Truckers Radio USA. And hey, we are the, the Derriers. We'll be right back. We're back.
3: Everybody has to be somewhere.
0: Yes, Yes. this week we are broadcasting from um, the uh, Shady Grove RV Park right here in Charlotte, North Carolina. And we talked about this.
3: I'd never been to Charlotte before. Yeah, what do you think? I love it. It's a great little town. It has been fun. Friendly people so far. Yeah, it's been nice. You know. Well, that's why we don't stay long. We don't stay long. Yeah. We tend to wear out our welcome. (laughs) That's
0: true. (laughs) So people ask us, they say, "Derriers." Why do you travel around all these RV parks? And there's a reason. Well, we don't really have a like a regular place to stay. Right. You know, our pals here on Truckers Radio USA all have these things called ranches. ranches yeah. And they stay in, you know, they're broadcast from the ranches. We don't have that.
3: I mean, like Rex Allen, what's his?
0: Rex Allen Jr., the Diamond X Ranch. That's right. Uh, Allen Bailey, the Swing and Gate Ranch. Right. Tennessee Jim, the Diamond W Ranch. Or in I'm freezing the rock and banjo ranch. See, they got
3: ranches. Yeah, we got a, an RV. RV. <laughs> yeah.
0: But it smells like home. That's
3: so not... it's <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> it smells like home. Absolutely, yeah. But well, it, we, we do okay. We move around a little we bit. We like it. It's we fun. like it. It works yeah. for us. We get to see a lot of the country this way. That's like. it. That's exactly right. Well, Leo, um, I think it's back to you. I am going to do uh, a song by a guy named Tom Rush. Oh, okay. And uh, this is a recording made back in 2014. Now, the thing you got about now, Tom, that may not be the first name that springs to your mind if you think about singer-songwriters, right? But Rush, Tom Rush, is credited by Rolling Stone magazine with ushering in the era of the singer-songwriter. Interesting. And in addition to, play, you know, he played his own tunes. He's a popular entertainer in his day. Well, he still is, actually. But he also sangs that were written by Joni Mitchell Jackson Brown, James Taylor, Murray McLaughlin, David Whiffen, and William Hawkins. And by doing so, uh, he helped them gain uh, early recognition yeah. in their careers and helped them popularize their songs. So he, he did his homework, and he did a lot of good work. Uh, he has done several great albums, but the one I'm going to play for you today, uh, I got I to read to you what he said about the this, this song. He said, I've been waiting for 45 years to be an overnight sensation. <laughs> And it's and it's finally happened, he says in a, a video clip of his performances of the Remember song, which is the one we're going to do today. Uh, he said it just it, that that the video went viral and wow. ev- and everybody is uh, was just cracking up. He said now he said it gone viral. He says I felt terrible at first, thinking I was being accused of being a musical equivalent of Ebola. God. <laughs> But my children explained to me that this was actually a good thing. Wow. So so anyway, this is a great song. It's funny. It's called the Remember Song. Tom Rush from 2014.
2: I'm looking for my wallet and my car keys. Well, he can't have gone too far. And just as soon as I find my glasses... I'm sure I'll see just where they are. I'm supposed to meet someone for lunch today, but I can't remember where, or who it is that I am meeting. It's in my organizer somewhere. I might have left it on the counter. Maybe outside in the car. Last time I remember driving was to that memory enhancement seminar. (laughs) What's that far off distant ringing? And that strangely familiar tone. Must be the person I am meeting. Calling me on my brand new cordless telephone. I might have left it under the covers. Or maybe outside on the lawn. And I've got just one more ring to go before my answering machine kicks on. Hi, this is Tom. Your call means a lot to me, so leave a message at the tone. And I'll do my best to try to remember to call you back when I get home. Beep. Tom, this is Gwendolyn, and I'm trying not to cry. But I've been waiting here for over an hour. I thought you loved me. This is goodbye. Well, the voice sounds familiar. (laughs) And the name, it rings a bell. (laughs) Let's see now, where was I? Oh, well.
3: (laughs) I'm telling you, that is a song best enjoyed live. Yeah. Uh, That's some funny stuff. Tom Rush, funny guy, funny, funny guy.
0: That's that's a great trip. I'll I'll, I'll have forgotten about it by next Yeah, I know. I forgot about it already. What were we
3: just talking about? Not sure. I'm not sure, sure, but it was funny. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Okay. I think it's back to you. It is. And uh, again, you know how we like to feature uh, local bands. Yes. Uh, this one came as a recommendation from a fan and, and a friend, our friend Suzanne from out in oh, central Kansas. Oh, where we, we
3: grew up. where we grew up.
0: Yeah. And she recommended a band, and I am, and I was familiar with the name. It's Starvin' Marvin and the Dexatrim. <laughs> and I remember I used to talk about that name on stage with spontaneous combustion. Right, I right. just thought it was a great name. never really knew much about them. So I started, this was a this was a rabbit hole right here. So I started digging into it a little bit. Uh, re- couldn't find any of their music in the normal places. Uh, and so, but I did get in contact with kind of the last man standing, he calls himself. His name is Larry Koslow. Okay. And um, he uh, has posted some stuff in various places, but uh, he said that... Uh, Here's how he described it. He said, the Starvin' Marvin Band appeared in 1981, rising from the ashes of Swift Kick, which rose from the ashes of Mohammed's Radio, which rose from the ashes of a thousand (laughs) other semi-nameless bands who called I-70 home. (laughs) And that, so, you know, to me, that's Americana. That's it, man. You know, the garage band that gets out and plays where they can. So I had this long uh, email conversation with Larry, and and his first thing he said, I'm definitely interested, but he said uh, it would be a stretch to say we were Americana or Roots. Um he said are and then he says, Are we too far afield for your audience? Oh, are
3: you kidding me?
0: <laughs> Obviously he's never listened. Yeah, he's never listened to our show. So but it but it is an interesting uh thing. A lot of people think roots is fiddle and banjo and those type of things, right, and right, that's a right, huge right. part of it. But we really believe that it it has those American roots, you know, and and what's more America than a Midwest Rock band out playing, you know, totally get wherever it wherever they can. So he said, um, he said all the tunes posted uh, are from the 1984 starvation tour. They were recorded directly from the front of the house mixer. It's a great testament to the years and talent of our ever cheerful Sam and Ray Nelson that these tracks stand the test of time. They are great recordings, and I gotta say one more thing. There was a he posted something on Facebook about the lead guitarist, whose name was Norvin. Uh, Vav, the guy's phenomenal. Yeah. And, and of course, this song was um, originally from uh, uh, Pacific Gas Electric, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The song is "Are You Ready?" Right. Right. Okay, yep. So, but I listened to both of them, and this one has it's, it's up tempo, but it's got so much energy. And when he goes into these leads, he just blows the balls out. Sheet. So let's give it a listen. Uh, Starvin Marvin and the Decks of Trims. Are you ready?
7: There's rumors of war.
3: Insane. Now, <laughs> Isn't that something? Let me get this right. These are board tapes? Yeah. From live shows in some bar out in western Kansas. Yeah.
0: You know, they played McPherson. They played in Manhattan. All the hot spots. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, but, yeah, really, it's somebody had a great ear. That's uh, crazy. sound man. That's crazy. Yeah, good
3: stuff. Well. My turn. I think it's back to you. I am going to go uh, with uh, Maria Muldauer's ex-husband, Jeff. Okay. Okay. They had quite a career together, obviously, and they did a lot of wonderful projects. But um, separately, they they did great on their own too. Now, somewhere along the line, and I have to do a little bit more research, but I think I've got this pretty much straight. Um, he, Jeff got involved um, in some production work with a guy named Terry Gilliam. Yeah, I've seen that name around. Okay. Now, you remember where we know that name? Uh, no, but Monty Python. That's right. Now here's the interesting thing, we always think of Monty Python, they were an incredible theatrical, you know, group. Mm-hmm. Uh, we always think of them as being British, and they were, except for Terry Gilliam. Oh, really? Yeah, he was he was he was an uh, American born uh, British, that's where he got his career started and everything. But he was best known for some of the um um the animations he did for some of those crazy videos that we see all these oh, years. Yeah. And eventually he just totally ingratiated himself into the band to where they finally said, okay, you can be you know, with us now as part of the theatrical group. Wow. So but the, here's the thing. He's, he, he's uh, gotten totally into um, uh, directing a lot of feature films, including Time Badges from 1981, one called Brazil from 1985, The Adventures of Baron Munchausen in 1988, The Fisher King 1991. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And the collaboration with these guys it goes on to uh, a, a production that um, was actually resulted in a version of a song that you and I both love. Uh huh. And I'm going to feature some more about this particular song later. It's a song called Brazil. Ah, yes. It the song itself is amazing, but this this rendition, which was produced for this particular production, uh, involves. <laughs> I think Ter- I think Terry Gilliam plays in it uh, at some point too, but we know Jeff Muldauer was kind of the ringleader on this thing. Anyway, it's a it's a, just a totally busted up version of Brazil. <laughs> The most whacked out versions I've ever heard of. Just like the tuba blast right at the end. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's that that, great. That tuba is no place else in the song except that one big loud note at the end. <laughs> Love it. It'll get your attention. Well, Leo, I think we used our time up for this segment. Yeah, we need to take mm. a little break. Let's do that. And this is where we used to go out and check the tires just to make sure we got everything. And do that. And gather up the trash. Yep. Because we got to pull out first thing in the morning. Yes, we do. Okay.
0: Uh, so... This is the Americana Show here on Truckers Radio USA. And we are the Derriers. Derriers.
3: Be right back. Well, we are backing into it again. That's what we do. That's what we do. We back up. We back up. Yeah. We are back up, guys. So,
0: um... This is the part of the show where we like to uh, suggest that people go to our websites, thederrieres.com. And threetrailswest.com. And uh, check out, we've got a lot of content there that uh, you can look at. Content. You, you like that word? That's so cosmopolitan. Yeah. yeah, And I'll tell you, you will be contented if ah, you looked at it. Stop it. Yeah. You're killing so, me. So a lot of videos and things we talk about on the show we post there. And there are also contact us tabs there, uh, and, and we would love to hear from you. We've gotten some great recommendations. Uh, played some this week.
3: That's right. We feature them as often as we can. I mean, that's some fun stuff.
0: And so uh, you can send us down uh, your own rabbit hole if you uh, if you want to. We'll <laughs> we'll go chase down the stuff.
3: Welcome to our rabbit hole. That's right. And uh, so <laughs> uh,
0: also uh, we have uh, we've got the big time uh, email addresses now. You can contact us directly. Roger, no D at the thederrieres.com and leo at thederrieres.com and uh, contact us directly and one more thing if you go to our website uh, and go to the americana roadshow tab you can download any of our past shows and listen to them at your leisure we recommend binge listening and as our buddy mike carr says go nowheres Without, Without the, the yeah, We're
3: so, going to get a bumper sticker, man. I think we've discussed that before. So, yeah. yeah, maybe we should. All right. Well, we finished up with me last time, I think, in the last set. I think it's your turn. I got a great one.
0: No, you don't. Yeah, this is a collaboration of great blue, bluegrass instruments, uh, instrumentalists. Scott Nygaard, John Reichman, and Sharon Gilchrist. Oh,
3: well, I know all of those guys, but Sharon, we've known her since she was just a little thing. Right, down in Winfield.
0: Yeah. First met her and her brother, Troy. Troy, right. Mm-hmm. So uh, they are all instructors with uh, Peg Peghead Nation. Okay. And so they collaborated on this um, uh, album, they, and they call, it, uh, call themselves the harmonic, harmonic Tone Revealers. That's easy for you to say. Yeah. So in an interview, uh, they asked where that came from. And uh, it comes from a music teaching device from the early 1900s for piano or organ. And um, I believe it was Scott Nygaard, uh, he was uh, at uh, Oregon Mandolin Ensemble. Uh, he was a guest with them. Mm-hmm. And there was one backstage at one of the venues. And uh, so uh, we're going to post a picture of it on our website. Oh, yeah, that's it's great. a real okay. cool thing. Uh, but anyway, um, this is just a delightful collection of tunes. Uh, they're all so good in their own right. Uh, two mandolins, uh, sometimes uh, I believe maybe mandocello. Uh, guitar. Sharon's a great bass player, Uh, but uh, I like this tune and uh, we're going to feature it, Little Liza Jane.
3: played well right there. Yes, music played well. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Nice. It's very cool. Absolutely. All right, Leo. It's back to you. Well, sometimes I get, I, I start off one direction and I end up going a completely different direction. Yep. You know In how I, that works? I do. I mean, last week um, we played uh, some Smothers Brothers. Yes, we did. Right. And um, got I got to thinking about Brothers Acts. I mean, There's the Everly Brothers, you know, I don't mm-hmm. think we've touched on them yet. Yeah. yet. Uh, that's got to be coming up right feature. And then I went to Leuven Brothers. Yeah. Okay. And so I'm looking at the Leuven Brothers catalog, and I ran across a song that they did. And I got distracted by Alison Krauss's version of it. <laughs> so, Ooh, oh shiny, oh shiny, shiny <laughs> stuff. So anyway, it was a long trip to get there from the brother thing, you know, to the bluegrass thing, to the and we just featured, you know, uh, some music by people we met in Winfield. Sure. And uh, that's how we met Alison. You bet we did. What was she like? Twelve or thirteen, maybe Probably. younger. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. She was young. And I remember her folks put her down for a nap at the afternoon, so she'd be able to get up and play at or 11 <laughs> o'clock at night. <laughs> Smart people. Smart people. So anyway, this is great. I mean, and here's the other thing. Allison is much more known for her singing now. But until she was like, you know, her released her first album, we didn't even know she could sing. Oh, yeah, because she won the fiddle championship at uh, Walnut Valley. And I've got a video we ought to post uh, on our website of of her in the fiddle contest when she was like 14 or 15, you know, back back in the day. Anyway, so it was a long, long trip to get here. Uh, but I'm going to feature Alison Krauss doing a Louvin Brothers song, and it's kind of a crazy song. It, it, it takes you to weird places, but it goes, "I don't believe you met my baby." Oh, sweet. Oh, yeah. And that, I That's like that King song. Porter. It has a, kind of an unexpected ending. you got to listen to the lyrics at the Yeah, end. it's nice. It is. It's pretty cool. I think it's back at you. It is.
0: I've been wanting to do this for some time. Uh, this is a, a, a song called King Porter Stomp. Yeah. Now, as you recall, we did this with a retro, retro, retro Rangers. Rangers yeah, like, yeah. And we always said, well, this is a song about a song, because he's singing these lyrics about when they play they, King the Porter King Stomp. Stomp. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. So uh, the song was actually composed in 1906 by Jelly Roll Morton. And he claimed that it was the first stomp in the history of jazz. Hmm. Okay, and he wrote it about his friend and fellow pianist Porter King. King Oh, King Porter. Okay, sure. Okay, so uh, Merritt. Now, a lot of big bands did this song over the years, but uh, Merrill E. Moore recorded it, and he was a boogie woogie rockabilly guy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Although he really didn't think that much about it, he said, "I'm just trying to make a living," you know. But (laughs) it's just about money. He's quite an influence on rockabilly, actually. But uh, so we're gonna play these songs one after the other with no break, the original from Jelly Roll Morton, and then the, the follow up version with lyrics, although I don't know that they were sanctioned by Lee Moore, King Porter Stomp.
8: Grab your coat and follow me. It's better than a show at Dolly's. Oh, brother, just wait and see. Cause away down south in old Louisiana, there's a fine marching band. And when they all begin to rock and roll down the block, they play more jive than any band in the line. And every time that they parade down Basin Street, traffic always stops. When they start to shake it up, they really go and break it up to stop a ride. Better call the cops. They fall in behind them with a syncopated beat. What a show, look at him go. When the play King Porter stomped, man, how that great band could romp. Greatest music you could hear, it's like having Mardi Gras all year. Everybody's going wild, laughing like a happy child. What a swinging marching spree, it's really something to see. Dig the beat, grab a seat, it's a treat. You will meet the elite in the street your feet in the heat, it's complete. Start jumping, you'll be having a ball. When the plate king Porter stomp, man how that big band would romp. It's a crazy jamboree. that's where I want to be. ¶¶ And the play King Porter Stomp Man how that great band could romp Greatest music you could hear It's like having Mardi Gras all year Everybody's going wild Laughing like a happy child What a swinging marching spree It's really something to see Dig the beat, grab a seat, it's a treat You will meet the elite in the street Beat your feet in the heat, it's complete Start jumping, you'll be having a ball Oh you
0: Before and after. Man, that was fun. (laughs) That fun stuff. Two completely
3: different versions of the same song.
0: Well, Leo, I think we've used up our time and probably are welcome here.
3: I think it's time to go.
0: All right. Well, let's... Uh, oh, we got to figure out where we're going next. Oh,
3: it's time to get the dart. Get the map out. I'm gonna hang on for a second. Okay. Oh, here's you get the, the map. I got uh, the map. Hang okay, on. I got the dart. I think it's in this drawer. Oh, oh i watched the... it. Okay, I found it. We don't it. have any more Band-Aids. Okay. So, okay. I got the map up here. You go ahead. It's your turn to My throw. My turn. All right. Are we ready? Three turns. Okay. Ready? One, two, three. Three, throw the dart. Oh, oh, oh. hey, what? It, we're pretty
0: close, Huntsville, Alabama. Huntsville. Oh, well, that's good. Oh, yeah, we don't have to drive quite so far.
3: Well, there's been a lot of famous songs written about Huntsville. Yeah, yeah, we ought to maybe look into that. Maybe we'll get inspired. Maybe we'll get inspired yeah. or fired. Yeah, well, one or the other. One or the other. It's
0: always a, a well, on the table.
3: Well, I think it's time for us to probably check the air on the tires and. Uh, Get on out of here!
0: All right, well, uh, uh, folks, check out our websites and let us know if you have any ideas. We're all always up. We're all ears. That's right. So uh, here, right here on Truckers Radio USA, this is the Americana Roadshow. Look out behind you!
3: It's It's the the (laughs) Air.